Can I Steal You for a Second, a Bachelor Nation podcast, hosted by Ashley Young, Shay Corrigan, and Natalie Zamora. Hey, everybody. Welcome into a very special edition of Can I Steal You for a Second. I'm Ashley Young, here with Natalie Zamora, Shay Corrigan, and we made it to the finale. Taisha found love. She found the one. I'm beaming. I have like secondhand excitement <laughs> because um, no secret, I am obsessed with Taisha. She glows, I glow, and I'm walking away from this finale with a sense of peace. Before we got on the call, Shay called it the, what did you say, the fix for Peter season? The Like the anti-Peter season. It was like all the drama we felt during Peter season which was great. It was very pre-COVID where you were just like, yeah, I want chaos in my life. And then Tasha's season was just like the comforting embrace of like emotionally healthy people having honest conversations and dating as healthily as you can in a mass dating scenario. And then the couple you got at the end, you were like, yeah, they clearly seem to love each other. I don't know where this is going to go but I'm happy with where it is right now. They seem happy. I'm happy. I'm happy for that. Like it was like, like, it's, it was that sort of like dumb infectious excitement that we felt all of Tasha's season and it tied it up so nicely. There were none of those like last minute tricks or reveals. And you were just like, yes, this is how, like I was along for the Peters, like the ride at the beginning of the year in December, 2020, I want a happy goddamn ending. And we got that. Let them know how you feel, Shay. I think that's a really fair assessment, though. We're closing out 2020, which doesn't mean we escape the chaos of this year, but we go to reality TV to escape reality. And when our own reality is just so uncertain and it's been such a challenging year for so many people, it was really nice to find some stability. So um, that was beautifully said. Thank you for sending me spiraling more than I already was emotionally watching this episode. So, you know, before we get all to the excitement of Taisha ending up with Zach, beautiful proposal and touching moment at the end. Let's rewind a little bit because it was a two-part, as it always is this time of the season. We had Monday night, Tuesday night, and we were left with a few guys before we got to the one. And Brendan was the one that left the competition very early. Someone that we loved. We loved the turtlenecks. We loved his family, his vibe, and he left. And I was shocked because I went in spoiler free I don't know about you guys but what was your reaction to Brendan leaving last night it was definitely really sad so I had known that spoiler since like before the season started and I was so mad about it the entire time because I just knew like okay she's probably not gonna end up end up with him but they did him so dirty his date before he went home was looking at jewelry, which turned into looking at engagement rings and wedding jewelry with the Neil Lane. Like, obviously, producers heard him say, like, in one confessional, oh, like, I'm having doubts, or with the lie detector test when he said, you know, he was having just doubts about taking the next step. He's been married before. And then they just throw them all, that all at him. And, you know, I think him and Tasha had a really good conversation about why he felt the need to leave. And I think she was understanding, which was nice. But I was like, damn, like this could have been the one. And that's what Tasha said too. Like she thought that he was going to be the one. And it, it was sad. I'll, 
I'll miss him. But I, I am really happy for Zach. I was so mad because I, I, <laughs> I went through, I started, I entered the episode spoiler free and then I had like a crisis of faith. And so I checked like midway through the episode. I was like, I'm not going to make the two hours. I need to know what happens. Um, <laughs> and so I, I was like primed and then even more angry when I watched it play out. But like I, so I've been a Zach fan like the entire time. I think if it had come down to like Zach and Brendan in the final two, my vote still would have been for Zach. But like Natalie said, like they did him so dirty. Like there's no, it's no longer necessarily a contractually obligated, but also like be just like socially expected. I mean, I guess kind of that you propose at the end of it, but like if, if Brendan, if it had been like Brendan and Ben, for example, and like it had gotten to the end and he didn't feel ready to propose because they were both been married before and they loved each other, but they just did like, he wasn't ready for that. Like that would have been a, like equally happy ending to the series. So I think the fact that the produce, like, and again, like we all know, like I'm a, produ- a production hater, like I appreciate the art of it, but also like, I love to like come for it. The fact that they took that little bit of nudge, like, oh, he's anxious about proposing specifically and he's anxious about engagement specifically, and then set him up with a date that was specifically engineered to trigger that. Like the other dates were like, Zach and Tasha, like, I don't know, body painting or whatever. And then I don't even really remember what Ivan's was. I just know that it involved a trailer. Like, it was not the kind of things that, like, were meant to get under their skin. So the fact that they saw this, like, semi-insecurity that could, like, wholly derail his relationship. And we're like, yeah, let's do that. Like, I was so mad about it. I was like, it might have been the right choice in the end. Like, he might not have been ready for the relationship that Tasha was looking for. And I think the way he articulated it was like super genuine and really honest and really admirable. I think the way Tasha handled it, she even said like, if I had been like younger, I don't know if I would have handled this as well, but like, I understand where you're coming from. I'm really sad, but like, I respect your decision. All of that was exceptional. The fact that it felt so, I don't know, like I, I hate to overuse this word, but it felt so like specifically triggered and it just didn't feel like their relationship deserved, even if that was the ending, it deserved a better path to get there. Um, and I also loved Brendan from early on. So like, I don't know, I, I, I will admit to having a bias there, but I was just really, even as someone that wanted to see with Tasha with Zach, you know, at the proposal, I was really upset with the way that went down. I, you made me have two thoughts during that very passionate spiel. <laughs> One, this isn't fear factor. Like, of course, the producers know what people are anxious over or their past. And yes, please use that so that I have something entertaining on my television to watch. But we don't need to micromanage the date where it's not even a date. It's like truly triggering for this man. That's just tacky. Like, you can do better. You have all the money at your disposal. Do better. Like, I agree with you, Shay. That was completely uncalled for. I will also say that perhaps it's like the competitive, not romantic part of me, but just go through with the proposal, like feel it out. You don't have to legally (laughs) sign the marriage paperwork. Like this whole debate over I'm not ready to get married. It's like no one's holding a gun to your head at the courthouse. It's like feel it out. Like if you love someone, just like ride it out, dude, like do it for the cameras, enjoy the press tour, like you probably don't even have to get dressed up for press. It's COVID. You'll be doing it from your living room. Like, I don't, I have a really hard time connecting the dots between that. I'm not ready for this. And also in what world is anyone forcing you 
to do that. We see couples engaged for months, years, whatever. Like it's not a big deal. So I don't, I, they lose me during that. It was like you said, beautifully, it was a beautiful conversation, very poised. But I was like, is this like, what are you guys doing? You know, you don't have to get married, right? Like just enjoy it. There was like a startling disconnect with the season where it's like, especially in Tasha's half, like nobody was behaving the way people usually behave. Like, sorry, like, aren't you in this for like the long-term Instagram followers? Like, <laughs> are you telling me you're picking your emotional health over followers? What is going on here? It's so funny you say that though, because I have in my notes, like, was it like an incredible final five, four, whatever, because these men were older? Like they were selected for Claire, who's older, like older, big air quotes on the podcast here, air, older air quotes. But like, it's not an Instagram generation. It's not people that necessarily like live and die by the clout. So I wondered if maybe that's why they were more sincere and likable because they truly were there for the right reasons. And I cannot believe I just said that, but it was a thought that crossed my mind because I think it was a genuine and really nice group of people. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like now they should just cast people like 30 and up or like, I don't know, it depends, but even with Peter's season, they were all so young and so catty. And with the teaser we got tonight from Matt James' season, they seem off the rocker crazy. No offense to them. But, <laughs> like, there was a lot of drama going on, and I feel like it's because they're so young. And it's like, I understand you're a bachelor or a bachelorette when you're young, but you're also not ready to get married when you're that young. That's why you're a bachelor or bachelorette. Like, it doesn't make sense. They need to be, like at least 30 I think yeah that teaser not to jump the gun here but that season seems like we're back on track like this was a nice little like pivot from what we've come to expect from a bachelor season um we have a, a work group chat I'm maybe exposing someone I'll protect your identity <laughs> but someone who is much more senior than I is in this chat <laughs> and quotes the commercial yum daddy <laughs> wow there is more drama in this teaser than the whole past season well said anonymous person that I work with but yeah that that's a lot so as much as I'm preaching a more mature cast I'm kind of miss the chaos I miss it a little bit I think you need both though like the truly and this season because it was so aggressively split like Claritasia and also in the context of 2020, like, I don't think it's a whole, fully, you know, it wouldn't, it would hit differently in a different year, I, I genuinely believe. But I think you need some balance of, like, you need those early episodes to be chaos. And then you need, like, the people that are there at the end to be, like, the genuinely aspirational romantic partners. And, like, I don't know. With this, it was, like, it felt like Claire had the chaos a little bit but even then with the Dale of it all it was kind of like this isn't you need like truly like villains and champagne gate and you know exes coming out of the woodwork and like you know dive bars in Virginia or whatever like you need that in like the first half or like the first couple travel dates and then once you get to like hometowns and fantasy suites and final rows like I want to genuinely be torn between who the options are and like, it felt like in this year where time doesn't exist, and I think Peter's season and Tasha's season happened basically simultaneously and also 100 years apart, that you kind of get both. And so I, I, I would hope, my dream for Matt's season is that 
it's like a lot of chaos early on and then like three or four like truly excellent women at the end that I'm like psyched to see it with the bar is so low like three <laughs> excellent women that's all Shay needs just three excellent women <laughs> but okay if I have more than that then I'm I'm upset because someone I love is going home so it's like I need to feel good about the people going home and then love the people left behind it's like it's a fine art and this is why I'm not a bachelor producer <laughs> oh Shay three women come on we can do better that's a good cast I don't know if you guys have tapped into the bios yet but there's there's some good ones in there I'm, there's like a middle I'm just saying like in terms of three women that I want with him Okay, like they're, you're always gonna have like your doctor uh dr joe's who like i i knew like we all knew right off the bat like he and Tasha weren't clicking and he and uh claire weren't either but like we all loved him like there's a good place or even like blake who i didn't love a lot but he was there for a long time like there's there's you've got the different tiers of people and it's all about the balance as we learned last week on yeah. the podcast with mike johnson if he said it once, he said it 12 times. Life's all about balance. All right, let's circle back a little bit because something that had me riled up was not Brendan leaving. That was like kind of sad. What riled me up though is what happened after and it was the return of Ben. Ben officially rolls up for the rose ceremony and I feel like I've had a love-hate flaky relationship with Ben. Like I've never truly been sold, but I did appreciate his transparency but his personality just isn't there for me. Seems like a nice dude. So Ben rolls back and I'm shocked he's at this rose ceremony and he gets a rose. So let's talk about that because I think why he gets the rose is more interesting. How do we feel about the men this season waltzing back in after Tasha sent them home? Because personally, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's very annoying. And it's kind of like, if you are sent home, you're likely not going to win if you come back. So you're going to come back for like an episode or two. And then the person's going to realize like, nah, I was right the first time. Like, why did I, why did I do that? Sorry. Um, and that's what happened twice this season with Bennett and with Ben. So it's kind of like, I understand where Tasha's coming from. Like if a guy comes back and says like, I'm in love with you, she doesn't want to be like, no, go home. But also it's like, you're not going to win. So I feel like that was kind of like producers being like, keeping them on deck and being like, how do you feel? Like, would you go back? Like, okay, do you want to kind of just to drum up more drama while they're, you know, not traveling to amazing places. So I think it was kind of just like a, a, a cheap like ploy by the producers to be like all right you want to come back like you might cause some drama or like just some intrigue and yeah it was unfair to Tasha because she was so frustrated each time because you know especially with Ben she did have real feelings for him but you know Zach is just a better one I think going back to the producers we never know what goes on in editing and post and whatever but if I was Tasha, unless they literally were forcing me like in an earpiece to be like, have a conversation. I'd be like, I sent you home. I said what I said. Don't disrespect my words. Like I said what I said. And each time she was so like receptive and patient, which is probably why she's the bachelorette and a much more beautiful and kind person than I am. But the way she kind of recepted them, like recepted the situation, I don't know. It was it was classy, but I was like, go home. Like you said, 
if she said no the first time, why is she going to change her mind this time? I was frustrated with particularly the Ben situation because it seemed like she was, first I have to answer your question, like, I hate the bringing them back. I will give them a, a pass because, like, I think, like Natalie said, they were trying to make the best of the quarantine situation. And if you have a guy still on the lot willing to stir stuff up, like, why not? Like, I, I can't imagine why they would say no to that. Uh, but for, with Ben specifically, like, she seemed really uncomfortable to me when he comes back, first comes back to her room and is like, like, I'm here. And she's on her way to the rose ceremony and seems like very put off, very uncomfortable. He declares her love and she kind of like, she handles it very well and then kind of like asks him to leave but like invites him to the rose ceremony i guess and like that didn't make a ton of sense to me and i sh i struggled with that part of me was like maybe that just seemed like the path of least resistance and who among us have has not gone that route where she thought like maybe i'll just like push him off to the rose ceremony and then like resend him home then or whatever i you know i i'm with you actually i think like she said what she said and it could have been more direct up front but what i I, I wasn't actively annoyed with it until she sent Ivan home before the rose ceremony and then Ben got a rose by default, even though he was like never meant to be there in the first place. And like, I have like this weird like traditionalist like streak in me where that like, goes against like all other parts of my personality where I'm like, no, Ben was sent home. If anyone was gonna get a default rose, it should have been Ivan. Um, so I was more upset in the context of the Ivan of it all. Well, let's break down the Ivan of it all because I don't have answers. I tried to search for some kind of closure on the internet. I couldn't find it. She, Tasha says to Ivan, can we talk, which is weird, during a rose ceremony, pulls him aside, and they have this very vague, vague is the best word, discussion. And she basically says for religious reasons, they're on different pages. Mind you, this is after Fantasy Suite after a whole season where I don't think religion was discussed once, that he has to go home because she just doesn't think they're on the same page. Were you guys as lost as I was? Yeah, that was so confusing. Like, I was staring at the TV trying to like hear more things that were happening because I did not understand what was happening. And I know like, I think during last night's episode, she had mentioned like Zach was religious and she liked that about him. But besides that, I don't think I've ever, you know, heard that from her before. And it kind of just seemed like a nice, like, oh yeah, like he's religious, that's nice. Not like a, so that means he's game over type of thing. So that was really confusing. I wonder if they cut stuff out of it or that really was just the main gist of it all. I feel like I... I felt this way and then based on what I saw on Twitter like literally everybody else was doing the like wait what did I miss tonight what did I miss last night what have I missed this entire season because like you said Ashley like it didn't really come up before like they I think threw and I don't mean to diminish anything but like kind of threw around the like oh yeah like faith is important to me and or like phrases like that that you kind of always hear and it's like yeah that makes sense like most people have some form of faith and like that's something that's a serious consideration in finding a partner but it it totally felt out of the blue that she was hitting him with like you know he was saying you know he knew how important her faith was to her and and like you said as well like it was so vague you had no sense of like which of the two of them was more religious than the other one is it that they're both very religious but they're on different religions are their religions that incompatible like, it was so vague and there was no effort made by like editors or producers or like, whatever to like clarify it and like maybe 
with whatever it is that's actually admirable. And, you know, me being the hater I am should give some props to like discretion there. But whatever it was, it left everyone deeply confused because Ivan, he was such a front runner. Like we all love Ivan and like they seemed so great together. And to have such a very real sort of, you know, sticking point or whatever come up as the reason that he has to go home and then also have like one detail about what it was, was very, very confusing. My whole timeline was like, justice for Ivan, can't wait to see you in Paradise King, like the whole (laughs) timeline, like everyone was rooting for this guy. And you think back to hometowns, he had the best hometown date by far, like meeting his family. I love, and he just seems like such a sweet, genuine guy. It was one of those moments, like I went to go get like a glass of water and I came back and I was like, what did I miss in 10 seconds time? It just didn't add up. And I hope maybe this week we get some clarity and closure, but I just think that scene, it almost angered me in a way. It was like, you can't put on a television show and not give answers to your audience during the finale. Like there is no next week. Like I need the answers tonight. So I haven't left. And I think that for me was when I kind of knew how this episode was going to end. So I don't know about you guys, but once Ivan left, I was like, I don't even need to watch the second hour of this. I was like, that's, that's it. So before we get into uh, the snowball that just turns into how this episode ends, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll talk engagements and all of the fun events with Tasha's family. All right, so we get to meet the lovely Tasha's family, and Ben and Zach have two very different experiences. And if you've watched this season, I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone. So with that in mind, I think I can sum up Ben meeting the family with, it went fine, they got along fine, the conversation he had with their parents was fine, I'll use another word, passable. They're just, he's not, his strength is not in his charm or his communication. He doesn't articulate his emotions well. And it's challenging to do. No knock at that. You got one shot. You're saying this is the love of your life. You need to woo her family. And I just think that Ben like fumbled that big, big time. Um, am I being too critical? Because I, I can keep going. He, he did something that I think, I don't know what the right move was, but he recognized that she had probably told them that he had been sent home and then came back but tried to do the thing of like let me just own this up front real quick and I think with her family and his lack of anything else to talk about like that just became the defining feature of him being like so you probably know she dumped me but I'm back and like (laughs) That's exactly how he said it. That was an incredible impression. (laughs) If you aren't able to follow that up with like, and let me lay out the reasons that I love your daughter and I see a future with her and, you know, the conversation that we had that sort of made her feel more confident or like, he had no follow-up there. And so like, if you don't have a follow-up, like, man, don't bring it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He really is not good with communication. And I cringed so hard when he was like, oh yeah, she dumped me last week. And it's like, the parents are like, okay, like we don't know you. Like (laughs) not time for the jokes yet. Maybe once you're married or something, it might be funny. I don't know. And yeah, he, he would say like, if I'm being honest with you, like I'm in love with your daughter. And then that was kind of it. And in 
comparison to Zach's uh, time with Tasha's parents or family, actually my mom pointed this out, that um, Ben was just like talking about himself the whole time. Like he was like, she's never made me feel this way. Like, you know, I've never felt love in this, whatever. Basically saying the same thing in different words, just about how he was feeling. Whereas, you know, we'll get to Zach in a second, but Zach was very much owning like our future together is gonna be this, Tasha is this, that, and that. So I think that really, you know, spoke to not the people that they are, because I don't want to say like Ben sucks or anything, but just like the place where they're at, where I think Zach was very much ready for an engagement and Ben was ready to date someone. I love that point by your mom that he just kind of, because it's not a malicious or a selfish, like this is about me. It's just, he doesn't see a relationship as like a, you know, a give and a take. And I just, like you said, he's not there yet. And I think he does have a lot of growing to do as, you know, we all do at a young age, but yeah, he's just not there. And I think Taisha was like, I've been married before. I've had these feelings before. Like, I want to know for sure. And just because it's the best you've ever had, Ben, doesn't mean it's like the right one. So, you know, hopefully he can learn from this, but like, you know, have a backup conversation that isn't about their daughter getting or dumping you. That's just, an awful opening line, an awful opening line. I would say something I did think about though is, I don't know about you guys, I always like consult my friends, like does this text sound nice or like yeah. email with coworker, whatever. I always like to get a second set of eyes. I guess on The Bachelor, like they don't have anyone to go to except yeah. the producers for advice. So poor Ben's probably being like, yeah, I really fumbled last time, you know, what do we think of this like opening line? Like you think they'll be charmed and the producers are like, yeah, buddy, like great joke see how that goes when you meet the family so I'm really trying to find an excuse for him and I think that's the one that I, I landed on like a combination of two things though where it's like we've talked about this before where I mean I think we all kind of think that like Ben very much needs to kind of just like work on himself and like in the most positive way possible and I don't think it's even necessarily a fault that he's still sort of thinking about things in terms of how they relate or affect to him. That's just kind of where he's at and what he needs. And I appreciate and respect that. And like you said, with the Bachelor producers perhaps egging him on it, like it let off wrong with the parents. But I also think like in comparison to that, like Zach, there's, I don't know if either of you ever watched the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but it's like a weird musical CW show. And there's a song in the first season, I think called like, I Give Good Parent. And it's about Rebecca bragging about how good she is with parents. And like, Zach gives good parent. Like he comes in and he like had the yeah. lines he had. And I, I believe him a hundred percent, but also he knew how to talk to her parents in a way to express himself and express his feelings kind of the way they wanted to hear where it's like, Ben could have articulated himself better in speaking with parents. Like it is, it is a skill, and I think in addition to Zach's kind of general, generally being in a different place than Ben was, he also like knew how to talk to her parents. Absolutely, and I was that was. I'm. Not, it takes a lot for the show to get me like a little worked up when it comes to like the mushy gushy proposals and stuff. We've had a lot of tears this season talking about like life trauma and stuff. But the like the stuff I'm like, eh, whatever, it's not my relationship. However, when he was talking to her dad and he knew to recall that story that she had shared with him about her relationship with her father, like you said, he knows how to play play the game a little bit. But I think that it does speak, Natalie, to what you said about how he recognized that relationships like 
it's not always going to be, you know, I guess this is a bad example, but like The Bachelor is a lot of travel and fun and that's not real life. And once the press tour is over, like they got a lot of work to do. And he opened up about, you know, this is nine years sober. Like he has a lot going on in his life already. And that becomes Tasha's life. And for him to speak so candidly about that to her father, the first time he's meeting this family, bravo incredible work Zach like the six years difference between Ben and Zach is like 60 years of maturity I was really really impressed with that conversation he had a lot of good lines and I, I liked a lot when he said something about like I'm actually looking forward to like what we're going to go through together like it's going to be it's not going to be like perfect or hard but I'm almost looking forward to that more because like we'll go closer through it I was like man you are you are eloquent my speaking of mom's commentary on the show my mom was like I don't think they've ever had like a contestant this eloquent before (laughs) (laughs) that's true though yeah it almost felt like if I had never seen the show and I was just watching that episode I would be like he's full of it like he's just like (laughs) but he is really genuine that I was like oh my god it's happening like this is really happening (laughs) and I want it to I was melting. Uh, And I think it goes back to we met his family and they talked about, you know, helping him through some of his struggles with addiction. And I think him knowing the work that that relationship took, you know, both sides kind of seeing challenges through that certainly like helps him in the future for relationships and anything that comes up. So I think that's why I like hometowns. I think when you meet someone's family, you kind of know why they are the way that they are for better or for worse. Um, you have that aha moment why someone acts the way they do and I think hometowns with Zach's family that's when I really like I was I don't know I feel like Shay's been crushing on Zach or rooting for him and hometowns is when I I started to get on the bandwagon for Zach I was really impressed with his relationship with his family so yeah I'm happy for them I'm happy for them any other thoughts on meeting Tasha's family like they were kind of hard to read I don't know if that was production but I couldn't figure them out. I just think all the dads have been killing it this season. (laughs) Every dad that's come on, I've been like, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even have like any sort of insight into why that. I just think I I can (laughs) quote something fun that they said. I just remember feeling like every time there was a dad on screen that they were like giving a little bit of sass and a little bit of truth telling. And I was all for the dads. And like, that's just, Tasha's dad just like kept that trend going. And I was like, yeah, dads. (laughs) Yeah, I liked her family, but yeah, I feel like I don't, I, I don't remember. So for Colton's season, I don't really remember the rest of her family because she made it to hometowns. But I know that her dad was really, really strict during Colton's season. And I saw this tweet that was so true tonight. It said like either like he became a softy over the few past few years or he just really hated Colton because he was like not having it for Colton's season. And I think tonight he was like, you know, understandably cautious, but was, you know, accepting of both Ben and Zach, which I was not expecting. I thought he was going to be like, Tasha, don't do it, you know? So that was, that was nice to see. Um, it was, it was really in Colton season. He was like really, really tough. I feel like there's an energy shift when it's Tasha calling the shots, right? And not like, I don't know, I, I can't, I don't know, I'm not a parent, but I can't imagine <laughs> like, your daughter is dating a guy who's also dating two other women like that I think I would be the grouchy mom on the show I would be like the strict dad so I can imagine that maybe knowing his daughter's calling the shots and she has the options this time 
maybe loosened him up a little bit or maybe he's just over the show and yeah. trying to get his his shot in the limelight he's trying to be a little charming for a spin-off a parent spin-off yeah yeah uh, her third show so he's probably like all right I'm used to it by now to an extent <laughs> let's just, just like let's do this <laughs> He's like, this is the last time I'll let these cameras in my home. Third time, I'm done. No more. Well, they did have, you know, it's part of the finale. Like, they have to have that moment of doubt. And he calls Keisha over, and she does have the previous marriage, which they like to dangle over her head of, you know, you want to make sure that this time is the right time. Uh, Did you guys believe that conversation? Because I thought it was just, like they had to say it like I don't believe that at all like we see how she is with Zach we see what a dead Ben is this conversation with her dad being like are you sure we just don't want to get see you get hurt I didn't buy it for a second never a doubt yeah it kind of seemed like that was just an easy like all right we'll throw it in the teasers from the very start of her dad you know not not being fully into it but yeah, and it kind of, like, I feel like she was understanding and saying yes, but at the same time, she was kind of already there with Zach, so it was kind of like, all right, thanks, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> also, it's hard to buy because it, you saw his her dad with Zach, and they got along great. Like, it wasn't like there was, it wasn't clear what her dad was responding to besides the general concept of rushing into, like, a second marriage which okay but like that was that so it was it was hard to like all right well assuming the conceit of this show that it's going to end with a proposal or at least with her picking someone like we're still on track for that like his words of wisdom like I don't want you to like you know the biggest mistake of your life is melodramatic but like the general like I just want to make sure that you're like you know thinking through your decisions or whatever like Okay, fine, yeah, but it was like I, there didn't really seem, and nothing he said was specific to even either of them, like even Ben, like it was just kind of like, all right, yep, that was, and honestly, like, were you, did you guys even think when you saw that in the teaser last night or last week that it was going to be real? I feel like I was kind of like, nah, this is, this is a dud. (laughs) Anything that's in the teaser, it's like garbage time to me, like I don't buy it first, I almost feel like they film commercials separate from the season like they like <laughs> let the show unfold organically and then they're like okay Tasha, we're gonna film a teaser for the finale like have this conversation set the scene like set the scene action go and they take a couple takes because some of it just feels so calculated and like I don't know maybe I'm being grumpy but when I watch the commercials I'm like I've seen this commercial before every season we get these commercials so no Am I a sucker? Do I watch the show? Yes. But I'm learning. I don't necessarily buy into the teasers. I almost feel like the more it's played up in a teaser, the less meaningful it seems. Like, <laughs> like okay, so the dad's getting teased a lot in the trailer, so whatever he has to say is going to be a real minor point. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the teasers are almost now, I like get, like, it gets you hyped up for the season, but then the season starts and you're like, all right, that's not going to happen. And then it's kind of like, you're waiting to see the moment from the teaser unfold just because you've seen it so many times. It's like the Peter season with Barb, like bring her home. Like <laughs> oh, was waiting for it to happen because we saw it 200 times that it was like, 
I don't even care who she's talking about at this point. I just want to see it go down because it needs to be over. So I feel like that's how I always am with teasers. I'm like, ooh, there it is. That's what happened. <laughs> meant nothing. Cool. Okay, next one. Wasn't like the quintessential example of that, like the Colton fence jump? Was it Colton that it was like yes. they the fence jump for a whole season and then it was just like, I don't know, he was going to go like get a Coke or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah that was so annoying he left the season but they really like hyped that up from before the season started like so stupid it's so stupid and we're all suckers we're all suckers every time (laughs) every season we do this well um I think like I said once I saw Tish's family and how Ben just like wasn't wasn't on his A game. I was like, okay, we're getting a Zach proposal, right? Like I can, and I almost, I was saying this before we hopped on the call. I was so close to like searching the spoiler. Like I was really, really close and I didn't do it. I'm so proud of myself. (laughs) So I waited it out like an organic television watcher that I am, commercials on cable, you name it. I was watching TV, right? Like really cool, like, (laughs) like retro. But you know, Ben goes home kind of whatever and I kind of just want to talk about the proposal because it was beautiful I we were all like gushing over it in our group chat and I want to know like how that made you guys feel to see the season kind of wrap up the way it did with such a beautiful proposal yeah I was getting definitely choked up like I told you guys I was like am I crying right now like I wasn't crying but I felt my eyes like getting watery and I was like oh my gosh I felt like I had this moment when like he was, you know, doing his whole speech and everything that was really beautiful. Like the season with Claire and everything has been, you know, a a whole roller coaster of ups and downs and like me being annoyed with the show and like having cute moments, annoying moments. And then I had like a moment when Zach was proposing that I was like, oh, this was a really good season. Like, I think I really liked the season and I just really loved the ending that it just like canceled out anything else that. I wasn't a fan of so it was so cute and I think he said like the most sweetest things and just right when he walked out you know of course they're playing it up like Tasha's stressed she like doesn't know what's gonna gonna happen whatever and he walks out and then she's just like she has the biggest smile on her face and I was like oh it's happening like this is game over and I was just like couldn't stop smiling just watching them together I was like ah I don't know these people why but it was it was really great I was like mad but only because like I I liked it you so were mad much. wait what I, think, yeah, I, I was mad because I liked it so much where it's like I <laughs> I am like the resident cynic and also just not even just like bachelor like just like generally like and I was like it it worked on me like so well and like I I'm with you where it's like I don't I don't even really consider first season part of the season but like I just generally like it kept up the promise of Tasha's season for me where it's like this whole time I've just been having so much fun watching her and watching her guys because like I've liked all of them pretty much and like even the ones I haven't like I haven't liked but in like a fun way and like <laughs> I it was like all aboard like all of it and like it was I was so happy to see her happy and like I feel like the last couple of weeks like I liked Brendan a lot um I liked Ivan a lot but I felt like when I was watching like it just watching her around Zach just seemed different like as much as she seemed to like being around Ivan or like being around Brendan like you saw her around Zach and it just felt like a different level 
And to see that not be a trick of editing and like, I don't know, maybe it still was, but like to have that trick played out all the way through the end, I guess, where it's like they, at that proposal, like they both seemed still so into each other. What they, like their, they weren't vows, but like their vows or whatever were like so romantic and so sweet. And I was like, I like these two goons so much. And like, I just want them to be happy. And like, I hate that like I feel this way about the bachelorette so it was like a whole thing but like no I I loved it and I want nothing but the best for them and like I'm genuinely happy that like I said this at the top of the episode but like it was like a happy ending and like I don't think I realized how much I wanted that until we saw it play out and I was like I I don't want any more drama don't tell me anything else don't tell me anything else about this season about these people I just need to believe that they're happy and you know happy holidays (laughs) Well, in defense of your cynicism turning to mush, I would say that this season is something that we've waited for for a while, and it has been a wild year, very unpredictable year, and, like, this season was such a nice escape from reality during, like, COVID numbers spiking and the crazy election season and just so much chaos that we had to deal with, so to tune into this I kind of equated it to like when you read a book and you get emotionally invested in the characters and then you finish the book and you're kind of like, wait, now what? But with this, I know, like, wait, I I like, I feel attached to you guys. And that's how I feel about Tasha. It's how I feel about Zach. Like they seem like genuinely good people. And the magic of this show is that we get to go stalk them on social media for the rest of forever. So they're not going anywhere. Like, you know, I'm happy. We got our happy ending. I'm with you, Shay. If I see a post tomorrow about how it didn't work out or they quarantined together and it was too much, I can't handle that. I need like a full 24 hours to digest and enjoy because it was such a beautiful ending to the season. Yeah, I just feel like, again, not to get like too like mushy or whatever, but like I feel like they- You can do that. It's You're allowed. You're allowed. Together, but also just Tasha sort of in most of the relationships, like- like everything she modeled was like such healthy communication and like I was messaging you this Ashley was like I don't think I've ever felt this old watching The Bachelorette because like my like you know attraction or appeal of any of like the men or the relationships was like directly proportional to like how good of a communicator they were or like (laughs) how like you know forthcoming they were with like their like feelings or like was I don't know like super lame responsible things um (laughs) and I was like this I just it was very I don't know, like you said, like, it felt like a really nice escape of just, like, I don't know, two people that were, like, into each other and treated each other really well and are hopefully going to live happily ever after together, and those are words that just came out of my mouth, so here we are, happy 2020. (laughs) I was gonna say, we need to call someone to come check on you. Um, I don't think (laughs) I've ever heard you say happily ever after. You Um, should watch, like, something really dark and bleak right now. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, a couple of, like uh true crime docs yeah. fuel them up. Or just go watch the news. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> Back to reality. Well, it was a beautiful season and I think that it was no secret the entire world was not a fan of Claire. And for it to end this way was such a blessing. Thank you, Tasha, for being wonderful. <laughs> it was an awesome season. I am excited for the chaos of, you know, having The Bachelor next. That looks like it's going to be a trip. But before we do anything, I got to get gushy because Shay is leaving us. Um, 
I feel like I've done this so many times and every time I bring it up it sounds like a eulogy and she's not dying she's just leaving fan-sided to pursue an awesome opportunity in Paris which is dope she's gonna go off to grad school and we're gonna miss her a ton um because she is such a wonderful co-worker and friend so that's me being gushy Shay it's all you get from me but we are gonna miss you on the podcast um any final words as we close out this episode your last episode before you're off to France and leave us in the dust in the United States I will miss doing this. This has been so much fun. And I feel like my own personal sort of bachelor journey of like not knowing anything about the show and then being like, all right, now we talk about it all the time. And anyone that's listening will have probably been able to chart my journey from like the start of Peter seasons being like peak cynicism to here I am just like gushing over happy endings. Um, but no, I am absolutely going to keep listening to you guys because I'm going to need someone to make sense of uh, the bachelor and all that especially if i'm watching on like totally like asynchronic or whatever uh off times weird times <laughs> we're gonna get text in like the middle of the night or i don't think i did the time zones right but the joke still stands yeah. well i guess it will because if i wake up and watch it in the morning it will be your nighttime and so yeah, yeah. It'll be, we'll figure it out <laughs> We'll be there. Yeah. So um, you'll be hopefully watching that on a decent stream, but you might have to find an illegal one. We'll work it out, but it has been a joy to have you on the podcast. We are going to miss you. And I think we're going to miss Tasha because this was a great season. Any closing thoughts as we wrap up this season, ladies? 2020 is over. <laughs> I'm with you now. I'm like, just tie it up and ship it out. 2020 is over over full send get it out of here um i know everyone loves to like say nothing changes um it's a reset it's a mental reset and i think we all deserve that so fresh on that start, note not James, fresh start. Drama. let's hope for it let's do it manifest some, someone else's drama i want to clarify manifest someone else's drama and on that note i want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight listening all season as we chit chatted about taisha's journey and claire's but Tasha's journey, we got to see a beautiful proposal tonight. Uh, make sure to go like, listen, subscribe, because we will be talking all things Bachelor from here on out with Matt and his season. So be sure to give us a follow, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye.